Welcome to the Man Whore Podcast. What's up, dick wielders, cock havers, and bearded boys? Get on out of here. This is Skirt Club. Ah, this is Billy Presida, and you're listening to the Man Whore Podcast. What's up, everyone? How you doing? Welcome to the show if you're new. Welcome back if you're not. Uh, yes, this week's special guest is with the founder and hostess of Skirt Club, an, a women's-only sex party, and her name is Genevieve Lejeune, and I cannot wait to tell you more about her in a bit. Uh, but first, Connecticut whores, okay? Listen up. Everyone in Connecticut, I have just booked a, uh, a show in a comedy contest at Mohegan Sun, that's going to be on April 14th. Put it in your calendars now. Um, if you want details, you want to buy tickets, go to manhorpod.com slash comedy. So how am I doing? Uh, whew, I am on day five without carbs. So I want to punch everyone in the face. Just, ooh, I am struggling, but holding strong. I am recording this on a, a Friday and uh, tomorrow I have my naked roast battle with my dear friend, Andrea Allen. So I thought I would try to slim down ahead of that, but I failed miserably. Did Really just did not maintain any discipline. So I decided, okay, if I can't actually lose weight, let's just not be bloated. No carbs. So I started on Monday. And let me tell you something. And I just, oh, hangry. Very hangry. How how hungry and hangry am I? I? I got into a fight on Twitter by accident, and my apology was, hey, you're right. I haven't eaten carbs in four days. I am sorry. That apology was not uh, necessarily accepted, but oh well. But you know what? Right after the roast battle's done, I'm just shoving my face with carbs. Just bread going all inside of my face. I'm, ah, I'm... I'm this close to just sticking my dick in a warm loaf of bread or pulling a Jason Biggs and buying some pie. I don't, I don't have a pie fetish. I'm just, ah, uh, you don't need to know about my diet, but not for nothing. I have lost like five pounds since Monday. Uh, I did this last week. I did the, I read a Reddit ad that I found entertaining and I liked that idea. So I found another one that I, uh, a Craigslist ad that I applied to. I thought you y'all might enjoy Maybe you'll find it hot. Maybe you'll find it weird. Maybe you'll find it uh, interesting. Maybe you'll find find it unhygienic. I don't know. Uh, make my wife come in public. Posted by some uh, late 30-somethings. Kinky, adventurous couple. Looking for another guy into public play. The guy's, uh, the guy's using good keywords. He says public play. Uh, meet at a grocery store and you slip your hand up her skirt and finger her eat around the back seat of our car up for other ideas guys into taking pics and videos a plus uh i i respond to that one right away that sounds crazy hot it's actually very similar to an ad i saw about a month ago i also wanted to do something in the grocery store but there's a, was a little more explicit it involved a piece of produce going into an orifice before going, uh, before he buys it and eats it. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but no, public sex. Oh, so much fun. Love me some public sex. I even pitched like, hey, why don't I like eat her out in the backseat of your car while you drive us around New York City? 
So she can like look out at unsuspecting people in the other cars, wave hello, and they have no idea. Maybe roll the window down, ask for directions. I don't know. I'm just I'm just spitballing here. Love some sex in public. So much so that when I'm walking around New York City, I see side streets, I see nooks, I see certain monuments, and I go like, I'm going to have sex there one day. I've got like a wish list of, uh, of fuck spots. Climb Kilimanjaro, why bother? I just want to get my dick wet where I could possibly get caught. That's... So I thought I I hope they respond. I, I would like to be selected for that post. I don't know. So maybe I'll start doing that. Maybe I'll, I will read y'all interesting internet ads that I would certainly want to partake in. Maybe I'll find an ad in a city near you, and you can go respond yourself. Now uh, this week's guest is Genevieve Lejeune. She is the founder of Skirt Club, a women's only sex party. It's an international sex party, not unlike Kinky Salon. If you remember my episode with Polly Superstar, only accepting attractive, upscale, cisgender women. Great conversation. We also talk about, wow, such uh, cultural differences between the states and our former owners, the British. I think it's a cool episode. It's, It's nice to talk to people who organize group play events. And I hope you all enjoy it. And I hope you will, uh, if you're curious, check out Skirt Club yourself. So why don't we go ahead and get to me talking to Genevieve Lejeune. Like my friend says, yeah, this guy just grabbed my ass. I was like, without asking you, what are you talking about? Like, but apparently that's a common thing that happens, right? So my experience and one of the reasons why I started Skirt Club was because of this precisely. I went to a couple of parties in London and men were grabbing my ass, my arm, my hair, just... And I'd be standing there with my boyfriend holding his hand. Now, fine, I put myself in that situation. I'm at a sex party. I cannot blame them for trying on. But I, well, I mean, I you would can, like you to can be... blame. There's a you can, they can ask for consent beforehand, preferably. But like, hey, may I grab your arse? And that's how y'all say it. Arse is that? Arse. Am I saying it? Arse? Yes, or oh. bottom. Bottom. Bottom's easier. I can't mess one, Preferably. <laughs> may, may I please grab your bottom? And you can just be like, no. And then ideally, he just you know leaves you alone. <laughs> right. But, and that's just, I think, polite to ask for someone's right. permission first. But I, I think you put yourself in a situation where they feel they've paid to have the experience. They have a couple of beers. And men, unfortunately, just don't have any boundaries or barriers that jump straight in. Yeah. I, I think what I've noticed, what I hear about is parties where there's a price differential between men and women. Mm. The men are like, well, I paid $200 to get into this thing. I should like, I should be able to fuck stuff. I'd be like, you know, one, they're people. Uh, <laughs> but, you know, for example, my party, the party I go to, everyone pays the exact same. So oh. I don't feel, I don't feel entitled to anything. I feel like everyone's on the same wavelength. But so what I like about your party is that you, you've decided to, uh, with Skirt Club, uh, I should say I'm here with Genevieve Lejeune. I said that right? We. Oui. Yeah, if we. Oui. <laughs> uh, the, the founder of an all lady, an all woman sex party called Skirt Club. And it's women only. Only women get to go. You have a fierce screening process, what I've read. So why don't you tell me more about uh, creating that space? Okay, so um, I created it originally for my own needs and desires. I couldn't find a space out there that I thought was A, safe, and B, private. Like, we all have careers, right? So anonymity is quite important. Mm. Um, Also for women, it gets kind of tiring, um, men just treating you like a piece of meat and not respecting your own boundaries. So 
yes, I have had threesomes, but I know I don't want you picking out women in the crowd for me to take home with us tonight. You know, mm. the, the, it has to be mutually mutual consent for everybody involved. So I, I kind of got a little tired of the way men were dominating the sex, dominating the bedroom, trying to just feed their own needs as, as per usual. Um, and I thought I'd take some of that power away and uh, remove them from our events altogether. So we are for women only. And the guys are outside. It's like, this is why we can't have nice things. Because you guys go and grabbing stuff. Now we're not even invited. <laughs> Ruin it for everybody. That'll teach you a lesson. <laughs> <laughs> but I think it's good. I think it's good to have a variety of types of parties. Uh, parties where different uh, types of people are allowed in and not allowed in. Um, just because then everyone kind of gets to have their own space. Mm-hmm. I, I know you've gotten a little bit of criticism. Uh, or I've, I've, I've heard some criticism about either whether it be price and ableism. A lot of the people who like to use the ism words will be like, well, that's party just like is only for people who can afford it or for women who look a certain way or for it's only, is it only cisgender women allowed? Correct. Correct. So it's only cisgender women. And it's like, that's fine, but they don't have to go to that party. It's not the only party in town. There are plenty of parties. I'm, I'm serving a certain demographic. Exactly. I'm happy to pass other party names on. Yeah. <laughs> Like, I'm sure if, if somebody wanted to go, you could be like, oh, no, but here's a really good queer-friendly party. It's a great one, and that mm. would be good to go to. Actually, a great party, Kinky Salon. Kinky Salon. I love Kinky Salon. I had yeah. Polly Whitaker on the show. Well, I've met her. She's great. Yeah, she's, mm. she's just a ray of sunshine. She's like has rainbows hovering around her everywhere she goes. They're huge in London, too. Yeah, and that's a great party for that. Um, was, was that an active thought when you decided, like, who was going to be coming? Well, actually, I, I, I knew of Kinky Salon before I started. Right. And they, one of the, the guys, uh, Tobias, who runs it in London, helped me um, set up from a legal standpoint. So I, I owe him a huge favor. And um, I decided it would be for people like me because mm-hmm. that's who I knew. Okay. <laughs> it was quite, it's quite straightforward. And who, what's, uh, what's people like you? Because they do not, uh, okay, do so, not see you. Sure. Um, so women, uh, career-minded, mm-hmm. um, independent, um, know what they want don't always have the ways of, of, of getting hold of that. Yeah. Um, probably in a relationship with a man um, or generally in a relationship with a man. Uh-huh. En- enjoy women, enjoy women, want to explore more in that area. M- might not have dated a woman before, uh-huh. but wants to know what that might be like. Okay. So you want like inexperienced women, but isn't that, uh, but do, isn't that kind of like counterproductive to have inexperienced, a bunch of inexperienced women in a room together? Be like, well, what do we do? Like, should you have like one gold star lesbian in there? Just be like, okay, let me teach you some things. Yeah. And I'm not paying her for that job. Um, So I have a a group of friends, say 15 or 20 girls who I started this with the very beginning and um, they are experienced enough. Uh, and they come to every party and they are my hostesses, my mm. little darlings. Um, ah. And they all have a certain dress code, feathers and a black dress. And uh, it, they're pointed out from the start. These are the ladies that are helping me host tonight and they can help steer you in the right direction. If you have questions and things like that. Um, yeah, I've seen those people. They're the, the kind of the guardians, the people who, uh, if you've never been to a sex party before, this is a person you can go to. Mm-hmm. They're prepared to get all your newbie questions you know yeah and there's plenty of those yeah and you're right everyone is more on the bi-curious side rather than the bisexual right um and and they do have a lot of questions <laughs> and like how and and what is this and does, does it mean make a difference to me to how will i feel tomorrow am i a different person now and simply no you just had a new experience so well when did when did you discover that you were bisexual so i was about 26 okay which most consider to be quite late 
Okay, um, which is, and you are like where in context of that now? I, well, I was in France on a ski season at the time. Oh, I meant like in terms of like, <laughs> I do not know how old you are. You are of an ambiguous age oh, uh, range. I'm 34. You're 34. Okay, so uh, about a decade ago. Okay, so Sorry. I, yeah, it was just, a, 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 I guess she, she was gay and she was one of my guests. On, I was running a hotel and I was a ski guide at the time and she, um, she asked if she could kiss me and, and I was so shocked I couldn't speak. So she kissed me by the time I had a chance to answer. <laughs> um, and then we went from there and I thought it was amazing. The lips came off and you were like, yes. Well, I did like, that went in the wrong so, order. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was pretty awesome. And I just remember thinking how innocent and soft this felt how just natural it was too and i i still prefer to date men mm. but i realized that there was just something so beautiful that i wanted it in my life forever and and now you explore that with uh with your husband that you have now um you mean i explore that on my own well, like or- uh, I mean, like you, like you partake in threesomes. You guys have some sort of arrangement that allows you to indulge in your bisexuality. You're not like closed off to just him for the rest um, of your well, life. Right? I'm not because I run a club called Sky right. Club. Yeah. <laughs> so, I, so fortunately for me, um, it, it's my job mm. to host parties and meet bisexual women every day. Um, so that is in my life. Um, having said that, I know this probably crushes all people's ideas of what it's like to be <laughs> me but my husband and i are very um just us we, we very vanilla we yeah we don't we don't play around <laughs> <laughs> so, so don't offer <laughs> do um were you going to sex parties before you started skirt club not really if i'm honest okay. um i went to two events and that does not give me um I guess the ability to say I go to sex parties. I, I don't really mm-hmm. indulge in that. I, I don't swing. I don't sleep with other men. Um, it's never appealed to me. Um, may, maybe, um, maybe I'm too vanilla for your show. <laughs> no, I just find it. I've, I've had many vanilla people on. I just find it very interesting as someone who doesn't go to, like my, the people I know who throw sex parties, they also just like, that's their world. They go to like, in New York city, you could go to like five sex parties a week. If you really want wow. to sounds exhausting. Right. But it's like, that's what they do. Like they run sex parties, they go to sex parties and I'm like, well, where, uh, it's too much. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I find it very interesting that you are in a, pr- what you describe as a pretty vanilla relationship. Uh, yet you throw this, uh, fairly famous, just woman only sex party. I it, find that. It uh, is a bit of a contrast, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> well, I, I don't really know how to describe that. Then that's just me. Yeah. Uh, I I've never felt the need to have group sex like that's just not my style. So what was the conversation with hubby when you were like, I think I want to start throwing sex parties? Well, he married me after I started that, ah. so he, he didn't get a choice. In fact, <laughs> okay. it may have it may have been slightly his fault because he challenged me, and I I will take a challenge mm-hmm. and prove you wrong in five minutes. So he challenged me. I couldn't start a club where women would gladly pay for tickets to come and experience what something they could probably get for free elsewhere um and i I actually doubted it myself but once i started going with the parties i realized that i was offering something very safe and private and a guaranteed um type of guest that nothing else could offer that um and then that is worth paying for yeah Mm. so so you guys were dating and then you decided to uh start the party well, he was a, just a friend at the time. He was just a friend. Yeah. So you just had like a friend. Of, wait, a friend of yours was like, I bet you can't start throwing t- uh, chick-only <laughs> sex parties. 
I bet you can't. <laughs> yeah, now look. <laughs> just, we got like at a party just like doing dares. <laughs> like what? <laughs> yeah. And it's like, you know, that was a good idea. I should probably marry you. <laughs> well, yeah, it didn't quite go that way, but something like that. <laughs> yeah. So, wait, so you guys started dating. Was that ever a conversation where you kind of had to come to terms with or was he just on board like yeah sometimes you're gonna hook up with women that's fine well bear in mind that he enjoys the fact that i hook up with women yeah. so i mean that does help a sure. relationship right so um he's not jealous of that doesn't bother him he knows that i love him mm. um but yeah of course we had the at the chat initially like okay so where draw the boundaries for me here so mm. i know you know what, what i can and can't do and what you're comfortable with because this is us now yeah. and he was quite clear. It's like, you can do what you want. Just make sure you come home at night. Make sure you come out home at night. The people who don't understand non-monogamy, they don't, it's a real, that's the core value of it is that you're going to come home to him at the end of the night. Always. That's mm. the best part. Yeah. I think that's the sweetest part because yeah. like, yeah, I could have gone home with all of those dudes or women or whoever. Mm -hmm. And uh, I came home to you though. Yeah, I, he's my husband. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, like, look, I'm a guy who uh, I've, I've been perpetually single for a long time, not mm. on my choosing. Mm -hmm. So I go to a play party and I watch, you know, the, the party I go is a lot of poly people, a lot of burners. And they go, at the end of the night, I see them all go off like two at a time, five at a time. All, yeah. like, they're going all going to the same place. So you have a little cuddle party. Yeah. And I'm just like, I mean, yeah, I got to hook up with some fun people, but now I'm going home alone. Like, <laughs> I'm not going home to someone. Right. I just find that sentiment very sweet. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I guess it's the innocence. It's still there. Does he have any leeway to do anything outside of the marriage? I, if, if he wanted to, I'm pretty sure he would ask, but I don't think that's He hasn't asked once? No. He hasn't been like, look, you've hooked up with so many women now. I just, I'm going to go have a weekend. That's never happened? <laughs> no. That's fucking beautiful. <laughs> I don't know if that's British sensibilities I, or I what, think it but might that's be a little bit. Yeah. How, what is how is like non-monogamy and, and whatnot treated out there? Oh, society is a little bit crushing on that. So yeah, you don't cheat on your wife or husband. Sure. And I think most of most of Europe, apart from France, is on that level too. Um, apart from France, <laughs> <laughs> every man has a mistress, as you probably noticed from the president. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I, I think the UK is very solid on family values, um, and outside and in, whereas mm. in the US it's pretty much just on the outside. Um, well, nothing about nothing about polyamory or agreed upon non-monogamy, nothing that's not like in the mainstream out there? So th those words okay. didn't enter my vocabulary until a year ago. Really? So this is you know, all, all, everything you've just talked about. As far as the UK is con concerned, it doesn't mm. exist. Like I consider those words to be fairly new over here too, over the last like decade, but uh, I think the ideas of it have been around for oh, sure. a long time. Yeah, sure. Look at the Romans; I'm pretty sure they were doing that for many centuries. <laughs> right, but in terms of just like modern day sensibilities mm. of people trying to break out of what we were taught for centuries of just you no, know, you marry one man, one woman, and that's it. Uh, so I didn't know what uh, the Brits are up to out there. We uh, from the outside because you guys have sex parties. We we do in London. In London. Yeah, I don't think the rest of the UK is in on this. <laughs> oh, okay. I don't know. I've seen many a dogging video uh, on a Pornhub, and they always have a British accent. So, Oh, really? <laughs> yeah, it's always just some, like, I don't know, 50-year-old woman in the woods, and there's, like, a bunch of semi-chubby dudes around her in a circle. <laughs> and she's British. Oh, they're always British. It's well, always... <laughs> and it made sense, because it's like, well, where, where are they... Ha they don't have... We don't have that rural thing here in New York. Uh, I figured... Uh, but it's always... They're always in, in Britain. 
It's it's funny because the the Brits always play the baddies in the movies too, and I wonder if that's just the thing with you guys that our accent means Machiavellian something evil. It's it's funny. I just talked. I had an episode recently with this guy David Thorpe. He made a documentary. It's called mm. "Do I Sound Gay?" It's exactly what it sounds like. Um, and one of the uh, things he when discovering about the gay accent, the stereotypical mm. gay accent, he goes into about how in like the fifties and sixties how that evil how like disney characters had this like evil like high-pitched almost british almost very proper accent <laughs> and now it was like he taught me that captain hook was gay and it blew my mind what? i was like hook's gay that makes a lot of sense shmi was very very uh close <laughs> to him <laughs> now peter i had him down for being gay peter being gay uh i, don't, I think peter has no sexuality no he's a little asexual huh I, just a boy he just doesn't even know that that's an option yet <laughs> Wendy will show him. They just do the kisses <laughs> with the thimble. Oh yeah, that's got to be a British thing. No, that's something Victorian age. Victorian sure. age it seems quite pansy. <laughs> <laughs> um, but no, I, I just find that interesting. You guys have sex parties. Dogging, I think, is a British term. I certainly understand what it means. Yeah, right, and and yet mm. uh, still very prim and proper when it comes to. Well, we don't have sex, you see. Oh, shit. <laughs> you guys still do the cabbage patches. That, okay, I get it. I get it. We're very proper. I mean, we wear lighties down to our ankles at night. <laughs> well, I was, I was telling a friend recently, I was like, I think there's only two British accents. There's prim and proper and pub brawl, you know? Yeah, you're right. <laughs> there's, there's also northern, but that's the same as pub brawl. <laughs> so, so, so Skirt Club, you, uh, you are expanding. You're now infiltrating New York. Uh, you had a... It seemed like from what I read from a, a Mike, I read a Mike.com article about it mm. and it seemed like it was like a soft launch. It was just at a bar where there was no, it wasn't like a full on sex party. It was more like a mixer. Mm -hmm. It it's was like, a launch party, really. Right. We call it our, our New York debut. And it was um, cocktails all evening, uh, burlesque performances, a uh, little talk by me and one by Haley, who you will talk to shortly. Mm -hmm. And um, then we played Body Tequila, which is our favorite game. What's that? Uh, so victim lies down on the table. She takes her clothes off, leaves on her laundry. and um, Her laundry? Yes. Is that what you guys call undergarments? Yes. Oh, I love British slang. Okay, keep going. <laughs> Don't, don't you call it lingerie? <laughs> oh, no. you said lingerie. I thought you said laundry. I was like, oh, that's... No, no, lingerie. Oh, lingerie. The okay. <laughs> okay, and then we, we pick two girls who want to compete. Um, they're going to race each other to the top, right? So we line both legs with salts, and we stick a, li a lime wedge in her mouth, and a nice shout, three, two, one, go. And you go from like the they ankles all the way up? Yeah, to her mouth, down the shot, bite the lime. Whoever gets the lime is the winner. I got to remember that. That's a great game. That's a great game. <laughs> I invite you, but of course. Right. I'm going to suggest that at the next Hacienda party. I'm going to be like, can we play this game? I heard it's really fun. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. what, what, uh, how else what does a skirt club party look like normally? Um, so other than that, we sometimes we play spin the bottle too, but I prefer the, the body tequila game really. Um, <laughs> we also, we always do um, a mini talk on a, on a topic that's usually related to the theme of the party. Um, it just, uh, girls, I think girls really like to learn something every time they, they go somewhere, right? It's always some, another way to improve yourself. Y'all love talking. <laughs> <laughs> and learning. <laughs> um, so this party coming up is a chocolate party. We've called it Chocolat Noir, and it's in celebration of the Easter weekend. Okay. Um, and 
we have a lady who makes chocolate for a living. She has a um, chocolate factory in Belize. So she's going to bring in the cocoa beans and the nibs and teach us how it tastes from being raw to being a chocolate. But you're just going to taste it like off of this nipple. That's just... Nibs, as in cocoa nibs. nibs, not natural nipple. Oh no, I just I'm oh. I'm picturing like, well, let's just have a sample plate on this person's body. Oh, we got, that's a great idea. Why don't we do that instead? Last party I went to, they <laughs> on the island in the 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 party's in this like three story house, and on the island in the kitchen they had a nude woman blindfolded, and the the chef was serving each course on her body. So like there was sushi just lined up her body, people could just like pick up and take with them, yeah. and that was for each course. Wow. That sounds like a scene out of Sex in the City. I've definitely witnessed. <laughs> to implement that, that's, that'd be good. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So we'll do it like that. Um, but we have fifty girls um, attending, right? So we it's, we might need more than one body to taste yeah. the cocoa from. <laughs> but um, but cocoa is an aphrodisiac. Okay. Apparently, so um, she's going to teach us how that affects your brain and what kind of chemical it releases, dopamines, mm. and then uh, we're going to test that out. So after we've eaten all the cocoa, where they're going to see how we feel. And um, there's a hot tub outside, so um, maybe we'll start there. Okay. Is there any, uh, do you guys do any sort of like consent talk, whether it be like in the form of the email, like the email invite or when they check in? Is what, What's that play a role in uh, verbally over at, uh, at Skirt Club? So I guess once again, since we, <laughs> we are British, <laughs> we, we don't do things like this. Okay. Um, if it's a party and you're attending, you know why you're coming um you can't you can't so if someone grabs an ass like that's kind of acceptable and then it's on the person to say no well i look i think if you don't want to do something you must say so okay and that must be respected i mean in our policy guidelines on the website you know if you if you don't take no for an answer we will escort you to the door quite frankly it's there's an element of respect right right um we we don't have any men at the party so immediately that's a lot easier um but i yeah, I, I, I don't, it's never been an issue. Well, no, I, I find that interesting because here in the States, like there's such an emphasis. I mean, I, we've got plenty of issues with sexual assault, like in college campuses and stuff like that. There's people, they're rethinking the laws on consent, whereas in, um, it used to be no means no. Some places want to start implementing yes means yes and uh, switching to like an affirmative consent oh, type okay. of thing. Mm-hmm. So, for example, at like a party, you don't, at the parties I go to at least, what is acceptable is you have to ask before doing the action so i find that interesting it's like you guys do look your people are going to do stuff but if you don't want to say no they respect it done and that must be like a cultural difference which uh it, not that it's good or bad i just that's an it's very interesting split i think culturally like if if i don't want to do something i'm gonna say so sure i can't i don't feel that that would be an issue mm-hmm. um and I think it's polite to ask. And I think as a, as a British person, we, we always do that naturally anyway. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's, look, there's a huge yeah. cultural difference between London and New York is as similar as they might be. There is a cultural difference. And we have to tweak every party to that, that new city. I, I, I launched in Miami a year ago and I had no idea that I was dealing with a completely different, like an Hispanic culture. Mm-hmm. It's not America <laughs> down there. <laughs> so what was the difference there? Um, well, so they 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 love the British feel to it, okay. um, but quite honestly, they're there to get stuck in. So I I, so I open the door to the party, I welcome them, and within ten minutes, they've gone upstairs, taken the clothes off, and they're on the bed. So, despite the, the talk and the burlesque performance <laughs> yeah, yeah. that I've arranged, 
It's not that interesting. Like, I'm not here for the art, okay? <laughs> I'm here for pussy. Like, can you just leave me be? Where's the bedroom? That's. <laughs> <laughs> yep. <laughs> I imagine that your parties look, have a nice aesthetic. Like, mm. I feel like there's no inflatable mattress, like, on the floor. None of that. In <laughs> fact, I despise Ugh. all of that. Um, we like soft furnishings, champagne only, um, mm-hmm. good cocktails. We have a mixologist in-house. Those things are very important to us. Um, the right mix of people and l- very luxurious surroundings. So what's the screening process? So we, female. Right. You wouldn't be su- you'd be surprised there are men who try to apply for skirt club. It's always amusing. Um <laughs> So profession, that's important. Wait, the guys who apply, do they go, no, 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 you don't understand. Is there a lot of that? It's like, no, no, but like, I'm one of the good ones. It's fine. It's okay. Or like, I'll pay, or a lot of the ones who go, I'll pay extra. Uh, do, you get, do you get any of those? I, I get the, uh, so I, they get a message saying politely, you've been declined. I'm very sorry, but um, Skirt Club requires you to be female. And, um, and, and he'll say, oh, it's okay. Um, listen, I'm just going to keep in contact with you because when you start um, launching parties for men as well, I want to be there. And we're never going to do that. Ah. Um, that's th- There are plenty of parties in the world that do that already. Yeah. So it's, it's not our bag. Okay. I was going to ask if you were ever going to try other parties as well. It's not on brand. It's not, yeah, not on, <laughs> stay on brand. What, uh, do you have other types of parties that would be on brand? Um, so I think we've just launched in London and the first, the first event's going to be on the 21st of April. It's mm. um, an educational event. Ah. So it's called Sapience. Uh, and as it suggests, it's for those who like knowledge and like to learn. And it's for our members only. And um, we've taken over a, like an old strip house in the city of London. Mm. Um, it's stunning. It's like on six floors and there's some hidden rooms and it's a gorgeous venue. And um, we, we're going to teach them stuff that we can't always talk about in public. So the, the first the first event's about fantasies mm. and how to make them reality. And then we have a lineup of other things that are quite naughty to talk about generally. Okay. I mean, this is the Man Whore Podcast. It is a naughty place. Uh, naughty topics are kind of like what we do. <laughs> okay, good. <laughs> well, a spanking class always goes down well. Yeah, yeah. That's a popular one. <laughs> yeah. yeah are you into spanking yourself? Um, no. Uh, well, yes and no. I've been yes spanked. No. It was great. Maybe I should do it again. <laughs> it a, my motto is, for exploring my sexuality has been just try everything twice. Just yeah. in case, like, I messed up the first time. Definitely. I should do that. There's a technique, though, and I've, got, I've done a class on it, so I've learned how to do this properly. Oh, so you're a good spanker. Yeah. Ah, okay. But like, I'll take it, too. <laughs> <laughs> so awesome. So you guys are kind of, like, blending in some, like, sex education uh, on the side, some, like, workshop type stuff. Yeah. It's education in a, in a hot sense, though, you know, like, fantasies into realities and how to make those happen. Okay. Um, it's like a it's it's not just exploring, but it's a how to guide. Like you can coerce that situation into a possible like real life situation. Growing up British um, in Britain, uh, you grew up in Britain, right? I'm assuming you're being British. You guys are in Europe. You guys go all over the fucking place. You'd yes. be like, I'm just gonna go be in France for a couple of years. I'm like, why, huh? Um, <laughs> I'd be like, well, I would never go to Canada for like a year or two, you know? Yeah. <laughs> um, but <laughs> I, I would. <laughs> but but growing up British, what what sex education like out there? Like growing up. Um, non-existent. Non-existent. Mm-hmm. So, like, how'd you how'd you learn? You find out for yourself. Just find out the hard way. Pretty much. Okay. Okay. <laughs> yeah. There's no one unless you've got an older sister or brother. You don't. You're not going to know about that. Now, so does that mean you became like sexually active like a little earlier, like maybe early on in high school? Because you're like, I gotta, I gotta figure this out by college, by uni. I gotta find. 
<laughs> That's right. Um, but I don't know. I was, I was 15. Mm. And most of my friends were 15, 16. Yeah, but it was kind of just fumbling around. It was pretty innocent when I think about it now. But of course, like these days, you've got the internet, right? So when I was at school, that was a long time ago. Right. <laughs> well, you describe it as like it was innocent, a couple 15-year-olds just trying to figure it out. Here, we see it like, oh my God, the world's ending. 15-year-olds are fucking. What are we going to do? <laughs> do we have a law we can make? Like, it's insane out here. Because out here, it's state by state gets to make their their sex ed mm, rules. Yeah. So like if you grow up in New York State, you might have like really good you know comprehensive sex ed. You grow up in Alabama, they'd be like, if you fuck, you die. You know, like it, it's wow, it's that different. It's, it's kind of unfair, isn't it? Super unfair. <laughs> Super. Growing unfair. up in fear doesn't sound like anyone's ideal childhood. Right, and they're gonna fuck anyway. Look at it more likely to. <laughs> yeah, and so what happens is they just all. They, that's why in the South they get pregnant way more often than up here. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. no sex education, no condoms. Like, I, I, it's kind of backwards. Yeah. Um, Sorry, we, America. <laughs> yeah. Were you always so open, like, about your your sexuality once you discovered you were into both men and women? Or again, is it that British thing? We don't talk about it. We don't talk about it. So don't talk. Okay. I'm finding no. that fascinating because for mm. me, just do they talk about it here though? We, I don't know. The type of women I end up trying to date or, or hooking up with, like at some point we have a discussion. It's like, what are you into? What are you into? Okay, I don't like this. I like these things. Uh, I've always wanted to try that. And what, just over dinner or a cup of tea? What, when do you have these conversations? The la- well, I mean, my problem is that women would not get dinner with me. That was Oh. Yeah. Yeah, seriously. It's like, like coffee. Like eight years, mm. no one would get dinner with me. Um, but over like a coffee or text, yeah. Okay. <laughs> Okay, so you're telling me that people will sit down here over coffee and say, I like this sexually. Some, sometimes, yeah. Um, at least here in New York, you know, we got Tinder and it'll be like, like, so uh, a friend of mine, she showed me her Tinder last night. It's the, her first picture is her bare ass covered in bruises. And it's because she's looking for a dom. She's like, I'm looking for someone who can kind of, who's a, who's a sadist, who can beat me and do some kinky BDSM. You know, if you can't do this, fucking swipe on. Right. And and people will be very open about like what they're into, what they're not. I think we're starting to grow, at least in this country, we're becoming way more open talking about sex and dating and wanting good sex and we're realizing we're allowed to have good sex and that good sex is different to different people. Mm-hmm. And be, with the internet, like we're discovering all, all sorts of weird shit. You know, like I have a friend, she likes to be a kitten. Yeah. That's just her thing. I'm like, all right, you do you, boo-boo. You know, <laughs> you put on those ears. And you you sip milk from that saucer. Uh, you do it. <laughs> wow. But they're very open about it. Yeah. Here. Yeah. I guess it allows you to be more unique. Yeah. <laughs> which is definitely an Americanism. <laughs> mm. So so how long have you been uh, throwing Skirt Club? Two and a half years. Two and a half years? Yeah. So I think I'll like something like that. Maybe. Okay. And, and you're in which cities? So London, obviously, because that's where right. we're from. Um, and then Miami. Because I've been living there for the last year. Oh, okay. Mm, and then recently here, uh, since February. All right. Do you see it going to more cities? Yes. Yeah. Because like, like, uh, like Kinky Salon, it's fucking international. Yeah. I think that's so cool to have an international sex party. To have like have a party where it's like, yeah, we have people who fuck each other all over the world. I think it's a great idea. <laughs> if if you enjoy the concept, there's no reason why it can't be everywhere at once. Mm-hmm. Um, it's in my case, it's it's finding the right people to run those parties. As soon okay. as I have them, we're going. So I'm looking at probably LA, um, San Diego, San Francisco next. Okay. Also, it seems like also cities where you have a higher end type of clientele. 
I think you need more high population yeah. for one mm-hmm. because you need to find the, you need to find a certain type of demographic. So you need a bigger population to find that. Okay. Um, definitely where you have higher end type experiences um, and women who can f- pursue a career. All right. And is, um, and, and now are lesbians allowed to apply for this type of thing or do you really strictly want people who are just curious with men on the side? So we're not that strict about okay. it, but when you um, register online, it'll ask you what your Kinsey uh, scale preference is. So that's that's zero to six. Are you familiar with that? Yeah, I failed that mm. test. It, oh, it's not a test. It's just a scale. You choose not to. Are you not I, on the scale? I, I took the <laughs> test to find out what number I was. It said I failed. Oh. <laughs> so, so apparently, even Kinsey can't figure me out. They good, said, good luck, they, said, they, said <laughs> they said either you answer something incorrectly or you're a very strange person. <laughs> They're like, okay. <laughs> strange then. So you ask the Kinsey scale. On the form, you mm. indicate whether you're not straight or six gay or somewhere in between. Okay. And the 99% are somewhere in between. So we have, I say, about a handful of uh, lesbians in our community, but mm-hmm. that's a very small amount. And the the, the femme looking lipstick type. Okay. Um, so this this is a femme party. This is a party like for very femme looking women. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Rock it. And where can someone go to uh, to apply or to inquire or to look if there's a part you know the New York or Miami or London party coming up? So on my website. Okay. www.skirtclub.co.uk dot co dot uk yeah, don't be mistaken it's a british institution <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and uh and you're on twitter as well right at, yeah uh, at skirt club at skirt underscore club. underscore club okay mm-hmm. right. and instagram mostly as i think it's good to see images of who our members are and do you guys, do you guys post pictures of who the members are well no we don't actually it's pictures <laughs> of either me or or sometimes our hostesses if they're okay with that oh, um awesome. But we did a photo shoot just a couple of weeks ago, and there's a lot of footage from that on there, which is very hot. Um, then I have my personal Instagram, which is Genevieve Lejeune, and that's where I put a lot of photos of, of faces of people. And that's, uh, and that's how do you spell Genevieve Lejeune? So Genevieve is G-E-N-E-V-I-E-V-E, and Lejeune is L-E-J-E-U-N-E. E-U-N-E. Rockin'. <laughs> my last question I got to ask you is, uh, sure. is, and this is the part that I feel very strongly about, it's a source of frustration for when I try to go to parties. Is there a, a dress code at your party? There is, um, and it's with it's to do with the theme, and that changes every time. So it's a co- so you got to put on a costume. Well, no, it's not a costume. Okay, so the chocolate party is just dark and elegant, as okay. is chocolate. So interpret that as you wish. Oh, okay. There's there's a there's a certain party where like if you don't dress up. There's not a specific dress code or theme. It's just they want you to dress up and dress up, but not dress up like suit and tie. Like I can deal with that. Um, I don't like it, but I can do it. They want me like a creative outfit. Yeah. And I'm like, when did like, let's get naked and fuck each other get boring as a theme? Like, why do I got to go buy a (laughs) shitty hat? Like, I don't want to, uh, like I hate having to come up with costumes. It's not my outlet. And, uh, I'm always curious how people run their parties. I think women like to dress up. They do. I just. I'm just like I'm not good with colors. Look at me; I can barely dress myself normal. Let alone if, <laughs> if they're like so. Now this like I could handle triple Xmas. That one I could do because I just buy like Santa shorts, right? Got it. No, no top and like a like a Santa hat and like boom, I'm Santa. Cool, sexy Santa, like easy. Um, <laughs> um, so any any parting thoughts you would have for people listening? 
uh, who are who are feeling things about Skirt Club? Because I, I definitely know I have like a very sex positive type, you know, very diverse. You know, so some people would probably see this like in a negative light. They're like, oh, well, like you're only uh, allowing femme looking women or only um, cis women or whatever. Uh, only women who make a certain amount of money in a year. And some are like, this sounds great. Whatever. Like my attitude is, look, everyone can throw their own party and you can have your own rules for your own party. You know, do what you want to do. If you don't like that party, just go to a different party. Um, right. So what would be your parting thoughts? I say if you've never done this before and you want a safe environment to do this in with women who are just like you and you'd like to talk about it a bit before you actually do it, yeah. then this is the right place. It's, a, it's non-scary, it's very friendly, and it's more of a community than anything else. Um, in fact, I really refrain from calling it a sex party. That does happen, but that is not the emphasis. It's about women exploring themselves for the first time and, and finding the courage to do that and feeling more confident as a result. And we have a saying which I think applies, and I think women will really appreciate this. Um, you know, female empowerment, it's, it starts in the bedroom and it goes right way through to the boardroom. And just feeling more confident about yourself really improves everything you've got going for you. And we're here to help you with that. That's awesome. Uh, Genevieve, thank you so much for, for joining me on the show. No, thank Appreciate you very much. much. It's been great to find someone who doesn't fit on the Kinsey scale. <laughs> it's, I don't know. I think it's just because I don't, I don't freak out when I see two dudes blow each other next to me. I'm like, I don't want it, but it's fine if it's there. I think that confused them. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it <that> confuses me. <laughs> uh, see you, everybody. Thank you. Who's feeling tingly? Who's feeling enticed? Who's feeling a little horny? Uh, if you are a cisgender lady and you want to check out this party, they have uh, several events coming up as, as early as tomorrow, June 23rd here in New York City. They have a mini skirt club, which is the mixer she was talking about, where you just go to a bar where it's a, more of a cocktail party, an introduction of sorts. Um, several events coming up in New York City, Sydney on June 29th. London and New York City have full-on skirt clubs on July 23rd. Uh, for dates and locations and more and information, go to skirtclub.co. UK. If anyone uh, has attended or plans to attend Skirt Club, hit me up. Uh, shoot me an email at manhorpod at gmail.com. I would love to hear what your experience was like, uh, what you thought of it. Uh, and of course, I'm on Twitter at TheBillyPresida. Say hello. Use the hashtag manhorpodcast. Let me know what you thought about this episode. Uh, you can follow Genevieve at skirt underscore club. Shout out, by the way, to at embugification who tweeted, finally looked up what Billy Presida's face looks like. If he is having trouble finding love, I'm hooped. Hashtag hot man. Hashtag man whore. Um, thank you, embugification. And thank you for your Patreon pledge, which leads me again to, if you pledge between now and July 1st, you will receive extra rewards for one month uh, above the level you pledge at. Uh, and, and now I'm going to close with a teaser from a uh, recent mini bonus episode with Jessica Lovelace Chandler talking about sex and body hair. Ugh, asshole hair. Stay slutty, kids. Uh, Hairy backs are disgusting to me. Uh They're like all, I don't know. Yeah, I can't. Uh, Beyond that, I really don't, I don't really care too much. I think things should be uh well taken care of like mm. i think um i know they call it manscaping landscaping whatever you want to call it like i think uh 
things should be trimmed. Um, it shouldn't be like a forest. I shouldn't be able to really run my hands through it. I think that's gross. Right. I know a lot of women are like, oh, hairy chest, yes. Um, that is so not my thing um and armpit hair like it shouldn't be long enough to brush like you know that kind of right. a thing 